All right, welcome into Flock Nation Speaks. Flock Nation Speaks. Flock Nation Speaks, your Baltimore Ravens podcast, where we talk about the best team in NFL history. If you're a Ravens fan, I am a huge Joe Flacco fan. Wise Usher once said, situations will arise in our lives. I'm talking about shut down. Like, like you're not throwing on Jimmy Smith. Joe is criminally underrated. Criminally, uh, like, lock him up in cuffs. C- criminally underrated. Lamar's put this team in the top five offense for the first time in 20 years. He got the arm talent. <laughs> Jay Cutler had it, too. I don't, I don't care about this argument against total TDs and all this. Oh, you want to talk about defense. Oh. Until What is going on, good people? Welcome back into Flock Nation Speaks, your Baltimore Ravens podcast, where we talk about the best team in NFL history. If you're a Ravens fan, of course, and man, it's just it just feels so much better after the way Christmas night went and how it felt, and and the win afterwards and the celebration. Like it feels good after getting a big win against a fellow number one seed in the other conference. It, it just feels good to be able to say those words. But what, what's going on, everybody? I'm your host, DJ Bill, and I'm back once again to talk about these Baltimore Ravens. And what a big win. What a big win it was to see the Ravens beat the Niners in the way that they did. And, and it's funny. I, I missed y'all last week. I hope y'all had a blessed, safe, happy Holiday season and Merry Christmas to y'all and, and all of that too and Happy New Year because I might not see y'all before then. I don't know. Anyway, like I hope y'all had a, a very blessed holiday season so far. And it helped that on Christmas night to get the big win against the 49ers, 33 to 19. And in a, in, a, in a game that really felt like it was 33 to probably still 12, right? Like that's kind of how it felt. But interestingly enough, right? I, I predicted this, and and I hate that I missed y'all last week. I hate I didn't get to say this on record for you all uh, last week as well, because, and I'll have to find the clip and I have to post it. But I I hate that I missed you guys last week because I kind of predicted that the Ravens would win big, and the way that I said it, I didn't say like I didn't say they were gonna get the stuff kicked out of them or nothing like that. Uh, you know, I didn't say anything that I didn't say was going to be attract me. I just said that this is the type of team that the Ravens will play their best football against for, for all the moments, this, not only this season, but the last couple of seasons where the Ravens have played down to the Indianapolis Colts, the Ravens have played down to the New York giants. The Ravens have played down to the Jacksonville Jaguars last year. The Ravens have played down to all these other teams, the Pittsburgh Steelers time and time again. When it comes down to playing up to competition, the Ravens are right there with every top team there is, whether it's the Kansas City Chiefs, whether it's the Miami Dolphins, right? whether it's the San Francisco 49ers here. We talk about the Seattle Seahawks when it comes down to 2019. right? Like The Ravens play well against good teams. They just do. The Ravens rarely ever get blown out, and they play well against good teams. That's why I was wondering – was Mike Florio doing his research or he was just trying to get some clickbait? Because, you know, you know the Ravens, they kind of clickbaity nowadays. You know, the Ravens kind of clickbaity. I ain't going to lie to y'all. 
the Ravens are kind of like the talk of the town. And don't nobody really want to have that discussion. Don't nobody really want to say that. But the Ravens are kind of the talk of the town, right? The Ravens are the team that everybody is like, well, but their quarterback's a running back. And the receivers, they really ain't that good. And the running game ain't that good. But that offensive line is pretty good, though. I say that. They got they got all pro left. Like, the, the Ravens, there's, there's always a story with the Ravens. But that defense, though, that defense, right? you see what I'm saying? Like, everybody wants to say something about the Ravens this season, I feel like. Right? The Ravens, and I said it before the season started, the Ravens are almost like the forgotten team this year. Right? The Ravens are almost like the forgotten team this year. Right. I said, you know, I've, I've said this for a long time and I and I went on record saying it. I've said it time and time again. My true feelings about the Ravens is as long as they stay healthy, the sky's the limit. Right. As long as they stay healthy, the rest comes to execution on the field because the Ravens went healthy. We know what they can be. We know they're number one seed. It don't matter who's on the team. Right. As long as Lamar Jackson's under center, we know that the Ravens are in a good position to contend as long as Lamar Jackson is under center. It don't matter about anything else. And, that, and that's not to say that uh, you wish any sort of injury on anybody by any means, because that's the tough part about, about this game is the fact of, is the fact of the injuries, right? But we know that Lamar Jackson is the Ravens MVP, and that's all I'm saying, right? But to beat the 49ers in this way is huge, right? This is a huge win for the Baltimore Ravens. 33 to 19 against against a team who a lot of people felt like was the top top team. Like this was going to be the test for the Ravens, right? You talking about the Ravens trying to prove that they're a top team. And then you got the Niners who have said, "Hey, we are the top team. We got MVP candidate Brock Purdy, MVP candidate Christian McCaffrey. We got really talented receiver Debo Samuel, really talented top 5 tight end George Kittle." You know, like we have the we, we we like that, right? We got a good we got a good smart young offensive mind, Kyle Shanahan. We good we like that. No, don't even mention the defense. We got top linebackers over there, top corners over there, top secondary plays. It don't matter. Top defensive linemen don't matter. We got it all, right? This was the Ravens' time to prove that they are indeed the number one seed. That they are indeed the top team in the NFL. And if the Ravens, and, and we, we said this all, and, and I hate saying it because we said it all year long, but we said this thing all year long. If the Ravens can figure it out, unstoppable ain't even the word for it, right? Because even in this game and throughout the season, even in games where the Ravens have beaten teams over 500 by more than 14 points or 14 points or more, we've seen, we felt in this way like, there's another gear here. That's not even that's not even the top Ravens team right there. There's another gear. And I think we all believe that. I think we all I think I think as Ravens flock, I think as Flock Nation, I think as Ravens fans, we all believe that. And, I, and we know the players believe it, right? But we see it. And even in this game, it wasn't even, you know, I'm not saying it's got to be perfect cuz it doesn't. But there was points left off the board in this game considering right the defense shout out to them turned the opposing offense over five times five interceptions in one game like this could have been a 70 point outing for the ravens if the Ra like that's the thing if the ravens offense is where they should be and i don't even think they are yet they look good and they're not even there yet 
they look good and they're not even at the peak yet. That's the crazy part about it. And that's why, like, for me, I'm going to be honest, I always want the Ravens to win the Super Bowl. But I think if they start with a Super Bowl win this season, it could propel them to a dynasty because – and I don't want y'all to think this is hyperbole because sometimes I think a lot of people think that people are exaggerating when they talk about the word dynasty, right? When they talk about the word or they talk about the phrase like this could be a dynasty. This is a dynasty making decision. I've said that time and time again on this show. But for me, when I think about the potential of the Ravens being a dynasty, it starts this year, right? Because the AFC is weakened this year. Let's just be honest. Like, like, you know, and that's not discrediting what the Ravens are doing either because they've had to play number one who's on their schedule, but they had to play tough teams too. And they play in the best division of football. So this is the perfect time for the Ravens to win the Super Bowl because the AFC is a little bit hobbled, right? And I mean, the Ravens have been a little bit hobbled over the past couple of seasons. So this is the perfect time for the Ravens to cash in on that like everybody else has been able to. And then on top of that, next year when you come back, the offense should be even better. The defense should be even better, right? And this team should just continue to grow as the years go on, right? Because this offense is not there yet. That's the crazy part about it. That's the wild part about it. This offense is simply not there yet. Simply not there, right? It's inconsistent. Let's be honest. Like, let's just be honest about things. This offense is inconsistent. But when they're on, they're on. And they ain't even flipped the switch yet of being on. They're like halfway on, right? If they can figure out what – it's funny because – shout out to Sip to Tally, uh, Coach Evans. So Sip to Tally films on YouTube. Shout out to him because I thought about this, and I remember him saying it, and then it came back up in my in my shorts. And it, it was it was talking about, uh, you know, it was a YouTube short he recorded, and it was talking about this – the Ravens don't really have an offensive identity. But that's the most dangerous thing about the Ravens, right, is that they don't have an offensive identity. They can beat you running the ball 30 times a game or they can beat you passing the ball 35, passing the ball 35 times a game. That's just how the Ravens are. That's what the Ravens are right now, right? There's no receiver that's going to blow you away by any means, but the receivers will have some big plays. It just might not always be Odell. It just might not always be Bateman. It just might not always be Mark Andrews. It just might not always be Isaiah Likely. It just might not always be, you know, Keaton Mitchell at the time, right? Like, that's the thing, you know, like, that's the thing. Zay Flowers, of course, like, we know what he can do. And I think they showed it in this game. I think they showed it in this game because I think when you look at the numbers, when you look at the numbers of the – uh, with with the Ravens in this game, right? Of course, you got the fact that it was thirty three nineteen. That was that was the that was the victory scene right there, right? Like that was the victory scene. But I will say, just looking at the numbers, and I'm gonna pull them up for you guys too, as well, so you guys can follow along with me. Um, when you look at the numbers, let's pull it up. There we go. All right, we in it now. So when you look at the numbers, right? Lamar Jackson twenty three or thirty five. 252, two TDs, no um no INTs this week. So so that so that was nice. It was nice to see no 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 you know no 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 turnovers. And and that's a, another thing too. The Ravens have a turnover problem at times on offense. And if they could fix that, that'd be a whole nother, I mean that that that'll take this team to a whole nother level too. But you know, still still 
Still, still a good game. Lamar Jackson leads the team in rushing as well. Seven carries, 45 yards. And Zay Flowers leads the receivers. Nine receptions. That's crazy. Nine receptions, 72 yards, and a TD. On the Niners side of things, Brock Purdy, 18 to 35. 18 to 35. 18 to 32 for 255 with four picks. No touchdowns for Brock tonight, or at least on Christmas night. Um, Christian McCaffrey, 14 carries, 103. That's sick right there. Uh, a touchdown. I feel like he was he was doing his thing. I feel like George Kittle was too. Seven receptions, 126. I felt it, it really did feel like they were doing a good job. Like if 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 you can't say nothing else about the Niners, they definitely did a good job there uh when it came to when when it, when it came to moving the ball down downfield, it felt like it just felt like the Ravens were would stop them with an interception or something, or stop them with a turnover, or you know, they would make the play. Like especially like the first. I want to think it was the first possession. The first possession felt like a little bit like, you know, it was like, 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 and sometimes I have to watch the Ravens and remember that it's going to take that first possession to kind of figure out exactly what the Niners look like in real time. And, you know, you haven't seen them in a couple of years and everything too. So, you know, and the Niners were one of those teams in 2019 that the Ravens played. That was a tough team coming off a Super Bowl appearance, if I'm not mistaken, um, or close to it, or they were about to one of the two. And, the Ravens beat them and, and they, you know, on another primetime game and showed why they were a top team in the league that, that year too. So, you know, that's, that's one of those things where it's like the Ravens really do a pretty crazy job of playing up to competition, but Marcus Williams with a pick Kyle Hamilton with a pick with two picks, actually the one where he got knocked down and somehow still ended up with the pick, but okay. Uh, Patrick Queen had a pick and then Marlowe had a pick. So, you know, I mean, heck of a game by those guys, man. Like, just, just to see how well they ended up playing is, you know, it. Th- this was one of those games where it was just a complete game, right? It felt like the Detroit game almost. Like, it was just a really complete game. Um, the defense played lights out, and the offense capitalized on it at least as much as they could, or at least even if they didn't capitalize on it early on, they capitalized on it eventually, you know, which is something you don't really see as well. And of course the Ravens got another tough matchup battle for the number one seed. This is to get the number one seed against a team, a familiar foe coming up next week. And I definitely had that preview out for you guys later on in the week, but they're playing the Dolphins, right? A team that's felt like they've had the Ravens number. We talked about Thursday night football a couple of years ago, uh, where they just felt like that blitz six zero just had the Ravens number, and then last year we all know how week two went, where the Ravens were, I mean, they were taking care of business, right at home, offensively they had done everything they needed to do, and then the fourth quarter was just craziness. The fourth quarter was craziness, man. Like I can't remember, it was like twenty eight to seven, I think, going to the fourth quarter, and it just blew open, uh, you know, and. and the Dolphins end up coming back. So, I mean, that's a whole nother story for uh, a whole nother video, but it's just crazy, man. Like it's crazy to see, it's crazy to see like what the Ravens could be. And that's the thing about it. Like, I think as crazy as it is to see what the Ravens could be, they're just not quite, they're not quite there yet. They, 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 they probably will be, but they're not, they're, they're not quite, there yet but real quick as always flagship speaks is on all major podcasting platforms so 
I'm gonna need y'all to definitely check us out wherever we may be or wherever you may be listening as well. But I want to jump into this next topic, which would be, which is the topic of the number one seed. Okay. Um, the number one seed, right? This is one, and I got I got kind of a back and forth on this one, but this is one that I think has been a topic of conversation since the Ravens have had the opportunity to potentially be the number one seed. First things first, I will put the question out there for you all. Do you want the Ravens to have the number one seed? Or would you rather the Ravens have to play in the wild card and do what they got to do, right? Let's start on the positive note. Why the Ravens should be the number one seed. So for me, I think it's a no-brainer. Extra rest, right? Extra time to get healthy for a team that has struggled with injuries since 2019, right? Extra time to get healthy and a chance to right their wrongs, right? I think this is one of those things where a lot of people, a lot of people feel like the Ravens shouldn't get the number one seed, right? Because there's a level of fear there. There's a level of we 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 don't want to look too fondly on the 2019 season because because as good of a season as it was, it ended so negatively, right? In such a negative fashion, in such a flat, just disappointing fashion that we don't even want to we don't want to not only relive it as we have to year after year after year but we also don't want to relive it in terms of getting the number one number one seed so then that way we're sitting here thinking uh right like will the ravens be able to do it but i think i think i, I can look at it from from multiple perspectives right because in terms of getting the number one seed for the players it's like hey we are the best team in in, in the league we are the best team in the afc right like so we deserve the number one seed for that reason right for the rest that obviously they probably need that they probably will want to get to that's a whole nother thing but to right those wrongs that's also for for the players too right because the players are like hey like it didn't go how we wanted to last time right we've had a, a couple of seasons where we just haven't been able to we just haven't been able to be that team that we wanted to be because of injuries and everything too. So this is our time to get it right. This is our time to show that we are that team and there's no stopping us. Right. So I think, I think the Ravens should definitely, from my opinion, I think the Ravens should definitely get the number one seed. Right. I think they should, I think they should want the number one seed. I don't think the fear of being the number one seed taking, you know, taking a couple weeks off, and coming back, I just don't think that that's an issue, right? I don't. I think the Ravens, I, like, let's put some context to the frustration here. The Ravens didn't even play their game when they played the Titans in 2019, right? The Ravens didn't really run the ball. They got behind early. They got, like, a little flustered early on, too. And all that stuff matters. Every single bit of that matters. Every single bit of that means something, right? Every single bit of that means, hey, like, this this has to be fixed. That has to be fixed. And 
it's a whole different staff too. Like, yes, John Harbaugh is still here, but at the same time, you got Munkin, the new offensive coordinator. You got Mike McDonald, new defensive coordinator. Like, you got a new staff. So the hope would be that the adjustments would be there, the changes would be there, you know. And we've we've seen it time and time again. The Ravens played playing down the competition, but playing up the competition, and that's been a running discussion throughout the whole season. Should the Ravens get the number one seed for that reason? But I think they should because I think it gives the players a chance to prove that hey, like you know, that was a fluke. That wasn't that wasn't us, right? That wasn't we just weren't playing our game. We didn't execute the way we wanted to. But at the same time. It gives the fans a, a level of reprieve too, because the fans can say, number one, we the best team in the in, in the league. We the best team in the AFC. But at the same time, the fans can say, okay, we don't have to worry about getting the number one seed anymore, right? We don't have to worry about the number one seed being something where it's like, oh, twenty nineteen, because like that's the thing about it. There is this like spookiness. There is this like level of concern when it comes to the number one seed and it comes to especially when it comes to comparing certain things to the 2019 season right there's this level of kind of concern when it comes to the 20 you know there's this level of trying to stay away from comparing anything to the 2019 season but the 2019 season was good right the 2019 season was a good season it just didn't have the ending that anybody wanted in terms of from a Ravens perspective anybody wanted to see so to fix that to right that wrong i think i think that that would be the absolute perfect thing that the ravens could do now let's flip it let's let's flip it over let's flip it over and let's talk about the other side of the coin why should the ravens not get the number one seed Right, and I'm a, you know I'm a, I'm a come on, come from it from a logical perspective, right? Maybe there is a little bit of, and let, let me let me say it like this. Let me say it like this. Why shouldn't the Raven? Why should the Ravens not get the number one seed? Because they like being the underdog, right? For whatever reason, <laughs> it ain't pretty, but it's us. Whatever you want to say. But they like being the underdog. They like being the team that people doubt. They like being the team that people say, eh, I don't know if this team is as good as we think they are. Or Mike Florio saying, this is what the Niners going to do to the Ravens. And then the Ravens come and do the same, do the complete opposite, right? They like that underdog mentality, right? In terms of the Ravens as an organization like it, I think the fans have grown to like it because they know that's how the Ravens are. Um, you know, even even the nostalgia of it when it comes to the last Super Bowl that the Ravens had, they were kind of underdogs. Nobody was like, oh, yeah, the Ravens gonna win the Super Bowl. No, I mean, you know, nobody said that. Uh, the Ravens went on their own little run. The Ravens changed their own narrative. So maybe that's another part of it, too. Like, you know, to be able to write your own narrative as opposed to the narrative that they want to be written. But at the same time, you know, when you go back to the other side of the coin, too, you know, the Ravens aren't necessarily the popular vote for 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 a for a script to for for winning the Super Bowl, right? Like, you know, it would be the Niners, right? It would be the continuation of the dynasty for the Chiefs, right? Like that would be the better story, right? Than Lamar Jackson proving everybody wrong. That's not a story that the NFL I think wants to have, but you know, whatever you may say. But 
yeah, that that you know, that's how I feel about that. I feel like why they shouldn't get the number one seed because they, you know, because they want that underdog mentality. They want they want to be the underdog. They want to be the team that is doubted. They want to be, you know, kind of the gritty team that find you know just find ways to win. They want to be uh, the zigging when everybody's zagging type team. They want to be unconventional, right? Everybody wants to have the number one seed so they can host games. But the Ravens, you know, have had to, and I mean that's another another point too, right? To wrap it up, the Ravens have had success on the road, right? In the playoffs, the Ravens have had success winning games on the road in the playoffs, being the underdog in the playoffs, right? The Ravens, when they are the not overdog, <laughs> but the Ravens, when they are, you know, the favorite, right? They haven't been as successful as the favorite in the playoffs, right? Now that all that that might just be factoring in what one game. Because I think the only game they probably were favored in the playoffs was against the Titans. Other than that, they probably weren't favored, right? Even when it came down to winning the division and playing the Chargers, I'm sure they probably char- favored the Chargers over a rookie Lamar Jackson, right? Like, you know, I mean, now they might have been favorites there too because of being division winners specifically. But, you know, and maybe it's just the road aspect of it too, right? The Everything, all of that stuff builds like character, right? Like having to go on the road to win your games, having to travel, you know, and, and rust, right? R- obviously, that's the other thing that, you know, why the Ravens shouldn't be the number one seed. Keep the momentum going. Don't stop it by having a bye week. Don't stop it by taking week 18 off, right? Keep that momentum going. But then the issue of – here's the, the, the other issue of not being the number one seed and having to play through week 18 – is you got to play the Steelers in week 18 and then turn around and play a wild card game. We all know the Ravens Steelers game is the most physical game. And we know that the Steelers do not care about the Ravens playoff Super Bowl hopes, right? They don't care about that at all. They, they could care less about that, right? And the Ravens being halfway to where the Steelers are when it turns to total total championships, the Steelers ain't going ain't gonna to let that happen if they if they got anything to do with it. So that's another thing too. Like, that's another reason going back into it. Like, the Ravens. The other reason, like, you want to keep the momentum going, but let's not forget that you play the Steelers, and then you got to turn around and play another team. Like, you got to turn around and probably play. I mean, if we if we think about it, the Ravens will probably still be at worst. They're not the number one seed, the number two, the number three. So you're gonna have to turn around and play. You play the Steelers, then you turn around and play the Bills, or then you turn around and play um, what's uh, the Browns, right? Turn around and play the Browns, who are playing well right now. So I don't think anybody, I don't think anybody wants to see that. Another thing too, right? It just depends on what you want, what you want to do, right? Because mathematically, <laughs> mathematically, <laughs> you scared me, my friend. Mathematically, mathematically, the Ravens don't want Raven. Shh. Mathematically, the Ravens don't want to see. They don't want those games back to back to back like that, right? Because that doesn't that doesn't make sense. You want to be able to rest. You want to get right. You want to get to where you want to be. 
So that's a whole other thing, right? That's a whole other thing is the Ravens want to be able to say, hey, we control our own destiny this time, right? They want to play at home. They want to see how those things go. But we'll definitely see how it goes, man, because I, I think with the Ravens, I think with the Ravens, it, it, you know, it could go either way with that, right? Because I think I think there's perks on both sides. And and what I was going to say before my dog rudely interrupted me. Uh, <laughs> but what I was going to say was the Ravens, the thing about it is the reason why you want the number one seed is because if you get the number one seed, you're literally one game away from the AFC championship, right? You're one win away from being in the, in the AFC championship game. So you're one win away from being one win away from the Super Bowl. You're two wins away from being in the Super Bowl, you know? Um, whereas with the wild card, it's a little bit harder because you got to win, what, three games just to get to where you're trying to be. You know, you got to win four total games and three games to get to where you're trying to be. So I don't know. It's It could go, it could go, definitely go either way. But I definitely hope you guys enjoyed the show. We'll see you guys on the next episode of Flock Nation Speaks. And as always, Flocking Speaks is on all major podcasting platforms. So be sure to check the podcast out. Set up your queue, whatever you got to do. Make sure you set it up and and you know let me know, let me know what you think. Let me know what you think about these Baltimore Ravens. But we'll see you guys on the next episode of Flock Nation Speaks. Until next time.